Come Follow Me, Week 1, 2 Nephi 26-30 February 24th to March 1st Nephi warned us about three of the devil's deceptive tactics. How does Satan try to deceive us? 1. Rage against the good. 2 Nephi chapter 28, verse 20 How does Satan get people to be angry about good things? Here are some good things Satan may tempt people to be angry about. Traditional marriage and family. Kindness and compassion for all, including those who are different from you. Organized religion. 2. Ease and apathy. 2 Nephi chapter 28, verse 21. How does Satan get people to be so comfortable that they stop caring about fighting against evil or stop trying to grow spiritually? Here are some lies the devil may tell us to make us apathetic. All that matters is enjoying life and having cool stuff. Anything inconvenient or uncomfortable must be bad, so avoid it. As long as life appears to be going well, that's all that matters. 3. No devil, no evil, no consequences. 2 Nephi chapter 28, verse 22. How does Satan get people to stop believing that evil is real and that God will judge us? Here are some lies Satan tells us to convince us there's no evil and no consequences. This life is it, so live it up. If it feels good, do it. Look around. The wicked aren't being punished, so why not have fun like them? Avoiding Deception Consider reviewing President Dallin H. Oaks's October 2004 General Conference talk, Be Not Deceived, to find his counsel on how to avoid being deceived. Week 2 2 Nephi 31-33 March 2nd we return to Heavenly Father by making and keeping covenants with Him. Jesus Christ showed us the way along this covenant path, and we gain eternal life by following His example. What is the way to eternal life? What is the gateway to the covenant path? See 2 Nephi chapter 31, verses 17 to 18. How do we show our willingness to follow the example of Jesus Christ and keep His commandments? How do we progress along the path? See 2 Nephi chapter 31, verse 16 and 20. Mosiah chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. Sin takes us off the path. How do we return? See 1 Nephi chapter 10, verse 18 and 3 Nephi chapter 9, verse 13 and 14. What blessing can we receive if we endure to the end? See 2 Nephi chapter 31, verse 20. Discussion Where are you on the covenant path? What must you do to continue progressing? To each member of the church, I say keep on the covenant path your commitment to follow the Savior by making covenants with Him and then keeping those covenants will open the door to every spiritual blessing and privilege available to men, women, and children everywhere. 
President Russell M. Nelson. Week 3 Jacob, Chapter 1 through Chapter 4 March 9th through 15th The prophet Jacob taught that the Jews' spiritual blindness came from looking beyond the mark. How do we avoid looking beyond the mark? What is the mark? Some are blinded because they are looking beyond the mark, when the mark is Christ. Elder Neil A. Maxwell of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles How do we avoid looking beyond the mark? What does it mean to look beyond the mark? In archery, if you want to hit the target, you have to aim for it. Looking beyond the target will cause you to miss. That may be one reason the word sin in the New Testament comes from the Greek word hamartia, which means missing the mark. What were the sins of the Jews noted in Jacob chapter 4, verse 14? How do we hit the mark? If our primary focus, thoughts, and efforts are centered on increasing our love for Almighty God and extending our hearts to others, we can know that we have found the right target and are aiming at the bullseye, becoming true disciples of Jesus Christ. Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles Week 4 Jacob, Chapter 5 through Chapter 7, March 16th through 22nd In the allegory of the olive tree, the master of the vineyard finds his olive tree in a state of decay and says, I will prune the tree and dig about it and nourish it. Throughout the allegory, the master and his servant visit the vineyard several times. Each time, the process of pruning, digging, and nourishing is repeated. The master of the vineyard represents Jesus Christ. The tree and its branches represent his people. This allegory is much more than a story about trees and fruit. It is a powerful witness of God's involvement in his children's lives and the Savior's mission and his love for all mankind. What can we learn from the allegory of the olive tree? Pruning removes dead branches and bad fruit from a tree. The master cut off the dead branches and cast them into the fire. See Jacob chapter 5 verse 9. How does God help us prune our lives of sins and weaknesses? Digging includes clearing away obstacles, such as weeds from around a tree. Digging ensures nothing will hinder the tree's ability to grow. What obstacles keep us from growing spiritually? Nourishing keeps a tree healthy by providing minerals and other nutrients. Like trees, our spirits need nourishment. How can we nourish our spirits? Discussion The allegory of the olive tree was originally written on the brass plates by the prophet Zenos. Why do you think Jacob dedicated such a large part of his own record to the words of another prophet? End of this month's Come Follow Me, read by Casey Wayman.